Cause we can live in a money pit Money pit If your basement needs a pump Or your place looks like a dump You live in a money pit Money pit Pick up the telephone Fix up your home sweet home I call an 888 money pit Money Pit is presented by Sense and Home Advisor. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. It's fall, so it's the fabulous fall fix-up time of the year when it's nice to work inside. It's nice to work outside, but if you don't know what projects you need to do, or if you've got a project in mind and need some advice to get it done, well, that's where we come in. Give us a call right now. We'd love to talk with you about just that. The number is one eight 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 money pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. I love working outside this time of year. It's uh well, we live near a seaside community, so we still call this local summer. Right. Because <laughs> all the all the all the uh tourists have left and we're still here enjoying the outside weather. Not doing much swimming, but everything else is is pretty darn nice this time of year. So we hope it's nice where you are as well. If you've got a question about a project you'd like to get done, decor, remodeling, fix up, give us a call right now at eight 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 Money Pit. Well, but the fact of the matter is though, it is getting to be cooler sooner now, so it's time to start thinking about stuff like getting your heating system service. You know, it doesn't really matter if you heat by gas, oil, propane, or electric. That service is, is really important. It's got to be done by a pro to make sure the system remains safe and efficient. So we're going to have some tips on the key components that need to be included in that service in just a bit. Plus, as our homes are getting smarter, they're getting easier to operate, but there's still a lot that we don't know about their health and their efficiency. So we're going to share a sensible smart home solution to keep you in the know just ahead. And also ahead, are you ready to give your walls a new look just in time for fall? We're going to have some tips on wall coverings that can add interest and color to your decor. But first, we want to hear from you. What are you working on this fall weekend? Whatever it is, we are here to lend a hand because sooner than later, guys, we're going to be stuck inside with the cold weather. So now is the time to get stuff done. Give us a call 24-7. You know where to reach us. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Frank in Michigan's on the line and looking to take on a whole bunch of projects. Tell us what you're planning. Been living at a house here for over 30 years. Got the kids raised through school. Got the grandkids now. Before I retire, kind of want to get the house done up. Um, had I put a roof on myself probably about 25 years ago or so. Uh, but this time, yeah, I need a roof. I need siding. I need windows. Um, I have a one-car attached garage. And what I would like to do uh, with that is make that into a living space so I could expand, like, the uh, kitchen and the uh, living room but then also add a two-car garage. So, you know, I got like a, a bunch of things happening. You got a lot um, of work in front of you. <laughs> no, no, not in front of me, man. That's way beyond my scope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how can, we, how can we help you get started on this? Uh, how do I get started on this? Is it good to, like, you know, I see these companies that do roofing and siding and windows. Some only do windows. Some only do roofing. Um, then I got the garage getting built that I want and converting a space over. How do I start? Um, is it good to get one guy to roll with or like, you know, do break this out in pieces? Well, the first thing you're going to want to do is do some research to figure out what kinds of materials you want to use. Cause the hardest part about remodeling is if you talk to multiple contractors and they're all pitching you different types of siding and different types of roofing and different types of windows, it's really, really hard for you to make an apples to apples comparison. 
So doing some research and learning about your options when it comes to that can, can really help you be a better consumer of remodeling services. If you were doing roofing and siding in Windows, I think it would make sense to use one contractor for the whole project. There are companies that specialize just in that sort of thing. You're going to want to make sure that you have sort of developed the specification for what the project needs to include. Now, that's something you could put together on your own, or you could have an architect help you identify the exact materials, the exact siding color, the exact windows that are going to go in. The advantage of that is that when the pro shows up to bid your job, you say, this is what I want. You hand them the specification, and they're all bidding apples to apples. There's no confusion. There's no possibility that that people are bidding on different qualities of siding or qualities of window. It's all that decision work is done ahead of time. So spending a little bit of money on the research and maybe even on a design pro like that can make a big difference uh, in terms of allowing you to be a better consumer when you're te- when you're dealing with the pros. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean that's a great start because my my thought was you know check out you know uh, online you know complaints about different companies or you know compliments same thing Better Business Bureau go that route and you know then have the onslaught of you know everyone showing up and doing estimates for something I once again I honestly don't know the details that I want yet I mean I had plenty of time to think about this. But you see, here's the difference, though. The difference is you know what you don't know. A lot of people don't know what they don't know. And uh, if you do the work ahead of time with the design and with a pro, you know, you're going to be able to uh, have the information you need to be successful in that space. Um, another service that you might want to think about using once you get the spec done is HomeAdvisor. They've been a longtime sponsor of our show, and I've used them many times myself. Leslie's used them. Oh, yeah. And with HomeAdvisor, those pros will come out, and they'll bid on the job against that spec, but you have the advantage of being able to go to their website at HomeAdvisor.com and read the reviews that were left by real customers to see how well they've done. So lots of sources out there like that to be able to find good quality pros, but the key is knowing what you want. If you can do that work on your own, don't wait for the contractor to tell you what you want. You figure it out and then bring in the pro. And if you do things in that order, you're going to be in good shape. Okay? Okay, great. Yeah, like I said, I never thought about that. But, like, the architect guy uh, or person, um, I guess, how do I go about this? Like, you know, get online and look for builders and... Find architects and design professionals in your area. You're not looking for builders. You're looking for design pros. I want to make sure that you like their work. Yeah. And I would even go to, you know, do some online searches for architects in my area, get a list of a couple of names, then start looking at what their work is. Because you want to make sure that they're designing in a style that is along the lines of what you like. Because that's going to be the big thing there. They have to d- interpret what your design likes and dislikes are. And most importantly, how you use the space, how you want to use the space, working within your budget. They're not always going to specify all materials, but they are going to create the designs, work with your village, township, whatever, to make sure it's all legal, following permitting, all of that stuff. And that's where you want to get the good pro. But the basis is you've got to make sure that you guys sort of speak the same language, that you can create a space that works how you want it to. Thanks, guys. I mean, that, you know, gave me a, a bigger step, not a bigger step, but a step that I didn't even think about going into. And like says, yeah, getting a pro that kind of could come out and say, yeah, what do I want? And, you know, this is what I do want. Get it laid out. Then, like you said, instead of, 
yeah, well, you know, some guy's going to come and break me a deal on a window, but, you know, jack up the price on siding, vice versa. And then I'm all confused and said, like, right. hey, yeah, we're going to try to we're going to try to make sure you're not confused. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And if you go in there knowing like a basis of like, I want this kind of siding, I want these sort of things in my window, then you're all leading into the same direction instead of them just suggesting something willy nilly. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Okay, thanks, guys. Margaret, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Yes, I'd like to know what I can do about my popcorn ceilings. They're getting dirty. They're 20 years old. Well, there's a couple of solutions. Do you like them and want to keep them, or you just want them to not look so dingy? Um, I would not rather, I would not like to keep them no more. All right. Well, generally with popcorn ceiling, if it's truly a popcorn ceiling and not like a texturized stucco, What you can do to remove it is you can get like, you know, one of those garden sprayers or like, you know, those light duty paint sprayers, put water in it and you spray the ceiling to sort of saturate the popcorn. And then you take a wide spackle blade, like a as wide as the one you can find, and you sort of gently start peeling away at the popcorn ceiling, at the popcorn texture, I should say, from the ceiling. And that generally does a pretty good job, because if you've ever tried to paint it, if you don't have the right roller, when it gets wet, it starts to peel away from the ceiling. So by getting it wet, you're being able to remove it. You just want to make sure with your blade or your scraper that you're not digging into the drywall below it because keep in mind whatever's left underneath there is what you're going to paint and then see. Okay. Uh, how do I go about cleaning if I decide to go, just go ahead and keep this? Well, you wouldn't clean it. You would paint over it. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's actually a special roller for that. It's like a slitted roller. It's a very thick roller that's got slits in it. And it's designed to uh, squeeze the paint into that popcorn area. And that's exactly what I would do with it. I would paint it. It's going to look a lot better than cleaning it. You just can't clean that stuff. There's nothing cleanable about a popcorn ceiling. you got to paint over it. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. You can reach us anytime at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor. You can find top-rated home service pros and book appointments online all for free. And just ahead, as summer turns to fall, it's time to get your heating system serviced. Doesn't matter if you heat by gas, oil, propane, even electric. An annual service by a pro is key to making sure the system remains safe and efficient. We're going to have tips on what that service should include in today's pro project presented by Home Advisor next. Live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. 
Benefit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor, the fast and easy way to find the best home service pros in your area. You can read reviews and book appointments all online. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Charlotte and George is on the line with an electrical question. How can we help you today? I do have a breaker box in my house. The house is built in the... Late 50s, two switches in one room do not work, and the kitchen sometimes trips a breaker. Do you think it's possible? I don't want to do the rewire the whole house. I just want to pull the wiring through the wall, and I don't want to take off any of the sheetrock. Well, generally, if there's switches and outlets that are not working, it's not the wiring itself as much as it could be the switch or the outlets, or uh, it could be a problem where it's actually connected to the switches or the outlets. And it's obviously impossible for us to diagnose this for you. In answer to your general question, typically you do not have to remove drywall, except in rare circumstances, electricians can almost always find a way to run wire through a wall. And they have... uh, tools that are specially designed to do that. They're like long fiberglass rods that the wire kind of uh, gets tied on the end of, and they can use that to kind of snake it through the walls and pull it up where it needs to go. But I think the bigger question for you is why is this happening? And is it dangerous? Because if you've got things that are not working, um, you know, we want to make sure that didn't happen because something shorted out, which uh, could lead uh, to a fire. So I would not advise you to do this yourself, Charlotte. I would advise you to get a professional to help you with it uh, because I'm concerned that you need to get to the bottom of what caused the defect, whether it's just broken switches. It would be unusual for all of these things to break at the same time. I have seen an occasional switch go bad, but almost never an outlet go bad. So if you've got two switches and an outlet not working and you check the breakers and the fuses, I think it's time to call a pro. Charlotte, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, as summer turns to fall, it's time now to get your heating system serviced. We've got tips on how to best get that project done in today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Now, if you're thinking, hey, it's the heating system. It worked fine last winter. It should work this winter. So maybe I don't need to service it. Well, that logic does not necessarily hold. Here's why. It doesn't matter if your heating is by gas or oil or propane or electric. An annual service by a pro is pretty important to make sure the system operates safely and efficiently. Yeah, not only can heating systems become inefficient, costing you more to operate, dangerous conditions can build up like carbon monoxide that could only be spotted by that pro with years of experience. Yeah, for homes that are heated with gas, oil, or propane, those fuels leave deposits on the burners, which can then cause them to become blocked. And a service pro is going to clean and adjust those burners to make sure they're running properly. They're also going to need to check other key elements of the system, like the heat exchanger. Now, that's what keeps the carbon monoxide separated from the house air, and it can develop cracks and cause a problem. It could let that carbon monoxide leak right into that air, and that could be really super unsafe. Yeah, and blower motors, those also need to be checked and cleaned, and filters have to be replaced too. And if your home is heated by electric, like a heat pump or even an electric furnace, those systems also need to be checked just to make sure that they're not wasting energy, especially since electric is pretty much the most expensive way that you can heat your house. 
And that's today's pro project presented by HomeAdvisor.com. With HomeAdvisor, you can get matched with top-rated home service pros in your area and compare prices, read verified reviews, and book appointments online all for free. No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire the best local pros. Mac in Missouri's on the line has a question about a pool. What can we do for you? Well, um, every year I seem to open my pool up in the spring and it's always green. I just have to drain it and clean it out and all that stuff. So I had this brilliant idea to just leave it going all winter long. Just put the cover over it, put it on a timer, and just keep it open and have it come on every day for, you know, every 15 minutes, every couple hours or something. It doesn't freeze. What do you think about that crazy idea? I got to tell you, we have a pool, Mac, at my family. Like, my parents own a summer house out on the North Fork of Long Island. Every spring we take off that cover, that pool is the nastiest green-looking thing you've ever seen. We have never drained the water. You use a whole sort of chemicals, which is sad, but you shock that water, you get the system up and running, and it goes right back to beautiful crystal blue, and we're swimming in it in no time. Yeah, I know. It takes a lot of chemicals to do that. I know. But, I mean, the other option is... I mean, I wouldn't leave things running all winter long. I feel like it's going to put pressure on the system. It's going to overload. You're not probably getting the proper amount of air and things into it that it needs because the pool is covered. But if you're so frustrated with it, I mean, and the chemicals, why not think about a saltwater pool? They're cheap. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're honest about it. (laughs) Well, I know you guys like honesty, so I'll probably go against all conventional advice and, and try it. All right. Well, good luck. Let us know how you make out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Sherry and George is on the line and needs some help revamping a dresser. Tell us about your project. Yes, I've got this dresser that my father found in a garage. It's all wood, and it's beautiful, but somebody's painted it white, and I would like to get the white paint off. Like for good or to put stain on or to paint over it again? Yeah, I'm thinking to uh, put stain on. I think it's all wood. It looks like a really nice piece of furniture, but it also has framed drawers. Like, I don't know, I guess that's what it's called. It has the wood around the drawers. And I'm thinking that's going to make it really hard. So it's like a, a glass front door with like a wood frame? Well, it's not glass. It's, it's all wood, but like the wood has a wood frame around it. All right, that's, it shouldn't be a problem. What you have to do is if there's any doors or drawer fronts or things, you want to either pull out the drawers or just take off the drawer fronts. It, you really want to make it easy to work on things. So you need a lot of flat surfaces. So with the doors, with the framework, Try to take them off if you can. Leave the hinges either on the door back or in the dresser itself. And then get everything on a flat surface. And you need to find a good paint remover, a stripper product. I've used Rock Miracle before. I like it because it's got a really thick consistency and you kind of like you know slather it on there and you can actually see where it is rather than brushing something on and making you know wondering if you've covered all spots and then you really want to follow the directions so you have to let it sit on there as long as they tell you to and then you want to use a paint scraper to gently sort of scrape the paint off the surface because you don't want to gouge anything into it because that will show up when you start working on it in the future um And you could have to do it a couple of times. Now, depending on the type of wood that's underneath that white paint, you might not be able to get all of the paint off. So you really have to kind of experiment with it and see how well it is removable. And then once you've done that a couple of times, you're going to wipe it down. Then you might still have to sand it in a couple of places with a very fine sandpaper to make sure that you get all the last bits of the paint off. Then you want to wipe it down with a tack cloth and then prep it for staining. So that's when you really want to make sure that you've got it 
perfectly beautiful and clean and ready to go before you put the stain on because once you start to put the stain on, everything's going to show. Okay. Now, what was the name of that product again? I like one called Rock Miracle. It comes in, you know, what almost looks like a turpentine can, but there are all different kinds. So, you know, you might want to pop into your local home improvement center, ask them which one they like to work with because you might not be able to find Rock Miracle at your place. But, you know, definitely feel it out and, you know, ask somebody at your local home center what they recommend. But that's the one I like. I've used it a lot of times. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Good luck with it. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, 888-666-3974. Give us a call anytime with your home repair or your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888-MONEY-PIT. Just ahead, as our homes are getting smarter, they're getting easier to operate, but there's still so much that we don't know about your home's health or even its efficiency. We're going to share a sensible, smart home solution to keep you in the know next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, as our homes are getting smarter, they're getting easier to operate, but there's still so much that we don't know about our home's health and our home's efficiency. And one way to get a handle on both is with Sense, a new home energy monitor that's going to read your electrical usage and help you save energy, look after your house and family, and even help you avoid disaster. With us to talk about that is Mike Phillips, the CEO of Sense. Welcome, Mike. Uh, Thank you for having me on. You know, as our homes get smarter, Mike, there's still a lot that we don't know about how they operate. I mean, clearly everybody wants to save money. The need, though, is so powerful, I think, that virtually every marketer of home-building products, from lighting to kitchen appliances to 
heating and cooling, they always talk about the attributes of how much your money you're going to save. But I think for the most part, it's a rough guess for consumers. What I love about Sense is it solves that mystery. It is plugged into your house. It tells you what's on, what's off, and exactly how much energy you can use. Uh, and it even tells you that in real time and for the exact, and it's calibrated to your to your local energy cost as well. So there's really no, there's no guessing anymore. We really can have that data and make those decisions intelligently. How'd you guys get into this? Yeah, well, that's really the problem we set out to solve. I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, if, if water were leaking in your basement and if you were home, you would know about it, right? You'd hear the water, you'd see water on the floor. But this, when it comes to energy, when it comes to power coming into your house, you have no idea where it's going. And it doesn't, like, leak out on the floor in the basement, but it, it's lost in all sorts of different ways. It might be like you have an old dehumidifier that's running all the time, or you you forgot and left the uh, roof heating coils on. So that's basically the equivalent of water leaking out in your basement floor, and you just had no idea that it was happening. So now how does Sense work? I understand it connects to the main electrical panel, but what does it do once it's there? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a tricky thing that it does. It's a, it's a little box. It goes inside your electrical panel measures the power coming into your house, just like any other energy meter. The thing that's different, though, is we're measuring power at a million times a second, which I know sounds kind of crazy, but by measuring at such a high rate, we can use that, that to then figure out what things are on and off. We're basically making use of the fact that different things in your house have a little bit of a different signature in how they use power, so we use machine learning to figure out the signatures of your refrigerator or your toaster or your microwave. Yeah, it's fascinating. Now, I installed the Sense Home Energy Monitor in my house, and it's always fun because it'll pop up for once in a while and say, Sense found a new appliance, and uh, now it knows the difference between my coffee maker and my microwave and certainly my refrigerator or my dishwasher, and I can see exactly when they're on and when they're off, and I can find out how much it's costing me to operate them, which is just so cool. It's it's so much information that's helpful. Is it cheaper to buy the coffee at a different place or to make nah. it home? <laughs> <laughs> if I could get off the Keurigs, I'd probably save some money, but, <laughs> but the machine itself doesn't cost very much to operate. I have learned because I pay attention to my sense. And Mike, I think that's um, a, a point because it takes a while for sense to kind of learn these appliances. It's not like you set it up and instantly you know what everything is, because as you say, it's basically measuring it a million times a second. It's comparing it to everything it knows from you and also, I guess, from the entire community to make those determinations as to what's working and what the what the actual appliance is that's working at the time, correct? Yeah, yeah that's right. So a couple of things to point out. One is we, we can't do this perfectly. It's a very uh, uh, challenging task to figure out all the different things in your house just from the electrical signals, but we're getting better and better at it the more data we see. And for many things, uh, Sense knows the identity. So it, it figures out that, oh, I saw, saw your microwave or I saw your coffee maker. Other things might come up in the app as a motor, too, because it sees something it knows as a motor, but it's not sure what it is. And then it's up to the, the consumer, the homeowner, to go, oh, the little mo- motor 2 bubble turns on whenever my uh, blender is on. So, aha, it's my blender, and now I can type in blender in the application and then the cool thing is that feeds back to us. And once we have, you know, thousands of blenders out there that people have labeled, and if they're distinct enough, which many things are, uh, then we can start to say, hey, I found your blender instead of, hey, I found the motor. So interesting. I mean, it's really interesting to think that every single thing has its own own tag like that. So now that you have that information, how do you then start to 
understand what that quantitative effect is. All right, every time I turn this on, it's using X amount of energy. Like, is it for us to figure out as a homeowner that that's too much? Or are you sort of guiding people to say like, hey, that's unusual in its usage? Well, so the first thing we found is that just by giving people visibility into what's going on in their home, uh, you're able to track down kind of all these strange things that, that might happen. <laughs> by strange things, I mean, uh, you know, you might think about that the uh, the way to save energy is to, you know, t- turn unplug the toaster or use the t- TV a little less often. Uh, and those are sometimes true. But the main thing is we're finding in, in most homes there's a couple things that if if you knew about it, you would be able to go and, and track it down and fix it. We call them energy hogs. So it, it requires a little bit of detective work from the from the homeowner to say, well, why is my power so high right now? And to realize that it's because I left the heater on or, or it's because my dehumidifier is broken. We're finding all sorts of very interesting things that people track down just by the, the application itself. It seems like you're also helping people avoid disasters, Mike. I've spent a bit of time on your website at GetSense.com. You've got a great community there, and they're telling us lots of stories about things that they discovered that have prevented damage in the home. So you're really helping families as well. Can you give us some examples? Yeah, you know, we've been talking about this from an energy perspective, which is how we we started out in the company. But what we're finding is this disability is useful for all sorts of things, things like, you know, did I leave the oven on when I leave the house? Uh, or what you're talking about is is lots of times people have found things like um, like we had one homeowner. This was in Florida. They had a, a nice modern efficient heat pump, and you, you probably know that heat pumps have a backup electric heat in case it's too cold out that the heat pump doesn't work. Like yep, they're used yep. when it's below 10 degrees or something. Yep, and it's very expensive to run. Yeah, well, this person in Florida in the summer found that it was running all the time because of a bad relay. So, so, so they had like a $900 a month electric bill that they got hit with, and, and they would have had no way to track it down. In fact, they had an electrician come out of the house trying to figure it out. They couldn't figure it out. With sense, they were able to figure out that it was the backup heat of their heat pump being stuck on all the time. So it's like crazy stuff like that that, that, that we see a lot of. And whether it's the, the heat pump or the you know, things like a well, people that are on wells, lots of times if there's a leak, they'll notice and sense first. They'll see that the the well pump is cycling all the time, and they find out that it's because there's a leak in the pipe or they left the hose on or something. I will say personally that I think sense is the single most effective way to save energy because you really are going to understand where the energy is being used, and therefore you'll have the power to stop wasting it or curtail it in areas where perhaps you're using too much of it which happens a lot when you've got a house full of teenagers, I'll tell you that. Well, and like we were talking about, we do think it starts with the visibility, and then over time, yeah, we are putting in more automation, more ways for sense to like know exactly what the problem is and, and tell you about it. But don't discount just the benefits of having that visibility as a starting point and then layering these other things on top. It's an amazing product. You've got to check it out. There's a fantastic video at GetSense.com. Take a look at it at GetSense.com. This is information that you absolutely have to have if you would like to find ways to make your home perform better and save money and be more comfortable all at the same time. Mike Phillips, thank you so much for being a part of the Money Pit. And thanks for bringing such a really cool product to market. I know that it's a lot of work and a lot of resources to come up with something that the world hasn't seen before. You guys have done an amazing job. And uh, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. I appreciate that. Thanks so much for having me on. Mike Phillips, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Just ahead, are you ready to give your walls a new look right in time for fall? 
We've got tips on wall coverings that can add interest and color to your decor when the Money Pit continues. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT, presented by HomeAdvisor. You can find out what it costs to do your home project before you hire a pro and instantly book one of HomeAdvisor's top-rated pros for free. 888-666-3974. Kenneth in Tennessee, you've got the money pit. What's going on? Yeah, hi. I was calling about some hardwood flooring we had installed in our home. It's cupping, and uh, we, we purchased the home. It has hickory floor in it, so we worked with a local floor company and tried to match the existing flooring, and we put it in four rooms, and now it seems like uh, it started cupping like almost immediately, and I went back to the distributor and the local installer, and he was not very copacetic, didn't want to work with us, kept putting us off. Long story short, it's been over a year, floor still cups. I understand I might be able to put a humidifier in here, or rather a dehumidifier, and it might help, but uh, what's the solution? Is there any solution short of ripping it out and putting it back in? I think it was installed improperly. Well, Ken, unfortunately, when wood starts to warp like that, there's not a lot you can do to kind of get it to lay back down. It's usually caused by high moisture. You said that perhaps it was improperly installed. Not sure if that's the case or not, but when it starts to twist and warp, it's usually because there's too much humidity. So one thing I would suggest you do is if you have a forced air heating system and cooling system in your house, Look into picking up a whole home dehumidifier. This will work automatically to reduce the amount of humidity and moisture in your home and keep it a steady place where hopefully it won't get much worse. Now, if the wood seems to stabilize after that, you could think about sanding it. If you have it professionally sanded, it will take up the edges that are perhaps warped and sticking up a bit, help them sort of lay down. And if we get it to be stable, you may, in the long run, not even notice it anymore. But I hope that helps you out. Sorry it happened to you, but good luck with the project. And if we can help you any further, get back to us. Well, I'm so glad that everybody is finally jumping on board with my love of wall coverings. You know, guys, they can have a big impact on your room's decor scheme, both in design and, if you're not careful, your wallet. So fortunately, affordable products are making it easier than ever to achieve professional results on a DIY budget. Yeah. Now, when you're choosing wallpaper, you want to make sure you choose the best quality paper you can afford and then use it sort of strategically. So, for example, you might want to use wallpaper for a small room, like a powder room. Or if you're going to do a bigger room, like the family room, just do one wall or use it inside squares that are trimmed out in a molding, like in a dining room, paper the bottom half of the walls under a chair rail. You get the idea. You can use it strategically and enjoy that paper for a lot less expense. Mm -hmm. Even wall murals are still very popular, and they don't have to be just a painting or an image. It can be something that's more abstract, that's just focused on one wall. It can be, you know, an overblown close-up of an image. There's lots of ways that you can achieve something of great visual interest, but without spending a ton of money. And here's something that I like to do a lot, especially 
especially when I'm doing these sort of more focal treatments on a wall, maybe even in a kid's room, is that you can choose a paper that's temporary, that's removable, that'll come off very easily when it's time for a change. And that doesn't have to just apply to a kid's room. You can use it in a powder room. You can use it in a family room, in a living room. You name it, there are great places for wall coverings. And you can even think about it. You know, once I did a kid's room where the daughter loved the nutcracker and her favorite part was the winter scene. So I took an image of sort of a very bare birch forest. I had that printed on a re, like a removable vinyl sticky back. And I put that up as a wall covering. So bring the outdoors in, choose nature, pick things that easily come off without damaging the wall surface. And you can have something really fantastic, whether it's for a man cave, a kid's room, your living room, wherever you want it, you can have it. Wallpaper for a man cave. Try to think what that might look like. (laughs) (laughs) Sports, Arena. There you go. 888-666-3974 is our phone number. Give us a call right now if you'd like to chat about your next home improvement project. Say, are you looking for an easy weekend project to spruce up your space? Well, we're going to share some weekend projects that make the most of these early fall mild temperatures coming up next. Live in a body pit. good homes better this is the money pit home improvement show i'm tom kreitler and i'm leslie segretti give us a call right now with your home improvement question your do-it-yourself dilemma at 1-888-MONEY-PIT that's right 888-MONEY-PIT is presented by homeadvisor.com you never have to worry about overpaying for a job just use the homeadvisor true cost guide to see what others have paid for similar projects it's all for free at homeadvisor.com and remember, you can always post your question in the Money Pits community page or write at Money Pits Facebook page, wherever it is online, get us your question, just like Richard from New Mexico did. Now, Richard writes, I have a Southwest style home with a clay tile roof. Can I replace this with another material that still looks authentic to this type of architecture? Well, you can, but I mean, why would you want to? Is, is there something wrong with the old tile? I mean, that's an absolutely gorgeous roof, very, very classic roof. And if you've got busted tiles or things of that nature, I'd much rather see you repair those, Richard, than replace them. But if you do have to replace them, it's going to be quite a bit of work because if you want to use like an asphalt shingle or a dimensional shingle so that it kind of looks like the old-fashioned clay tile, you have to pull off all the old clay tile, which means you're going to have an awful lot of clay tile roof to get rid of, and you're going to have to put sheathing down because clay tile goes on open-spaced sheathing. They have strips of wood, not sheets of plywood. And then once you have that, you can use a dimensional shingle. Now, here's where most people that put these dimensional shingles on the roofs go wrong. You know, it's supposed to look like a clay tile, and it can because there's different shadow lines in it. But what they don't do is they don't do the same types of flashing. So you have to have valley flashing, and you have to have ridge flashing made of copper. So it looks just like it would be if you actually did have the clay tile. So those details are super important. So, again, think about whether or not you really, really, really want to replace that clay tile roof. And if you decide, yes, you got to pull it all off. And you got to put plywood on and then a dimensional shingle and pay attention to those details. So the weather is cooling down and your calendar may be opening up and you're looking around at everything that needs to be done before that winter chill sets in. No worries. Leslie's got tips on weekend projects that can make the most of the early fall mild temperatures in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Leslie, great time to take on some of those projects. 
Yeah, it really is because temperature-wise, September and October are pretty much the perfect months for tackling projects indoors and out. Now, here's a few that are easy to knock out in a small part of your weekend. First of all, you want to make sure that your water heater is good to go for hot showers all winter long. So to keep it running efficiently, you want to drain two gallons of water from that tank heater twice a year. Don't tackle this, though, without making sure that the heater is not only powered off, but you've given it about a full hour to cool down. Now, heating bills, we're going to be paying those real soon, guys. And you want to make sure that you've got a fresh furnace filter because that's really key to keeping those bills low and the temperatures high. And if you haven't done so in a while, now is the time to get on a schedule. Those furnace filters need to be changed monthly. And since we're going to be closing up those windows and doors for good soon, you want to make sure that the end of September, early October really is the best way to start cleaning your house the natural way. I'm talking about vinegar and water, great solution for windows and wood floors, salt and baking soda. Make a paste of that and you can use it as a scouring cleanser. Olive oil and lemon juice, it's a great way to create a chemical-free furniture polish. We're trapping ourselves inside, so don't trap yourself with those VOCs from those nasty chemicals. Go all natural and get ready, guys, because the fall and winter, it's the best time of year. Everybody's, you know, throwing shoes at me, I feel like, at home. (laughs) They're like, no, summer! No, winter's the best. Well, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show, and you're right, it might be getting chilly, but that doesn't mean outdoor living has to end. Coming up next time on the program, we're going to talk about how to choose the right patio heater so you can hang out in your yard or deck well into fall on the very next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.